Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of a woman here at She thinks way too much of She had to get married. Dear Pod. Me and Jules started putting away Christmas today. Doesn't happen until after the day after New Year's. You slowly start putting things away mm-hmm. because it gets very emotional if you try to do that beforehand. And you really shouldn't. You're still in the holiday season, whether you like it or not. Are you? <sighs> Ariana Grande, you? Yes, we are. And I have been here since the middle of November, and it's time. Yeah, I I love our tree. I do. Um, but I want my living room back. You know, it's not a large house yeah. that I reside in. And it's time. It's taking up the space. Love takes time to heal. Does it, though? I think so. I don't know. I'll let you know once I let Jules go, you know, back into the stratosphere. <laughs> so we're putting stuff away, and I forgot that he got you and I a gift for the next time that we are in the same room together. And uh, they're Festive Buddies straws slash drink markers. And uh, while there's honking going on, can you, so you can see, it's two gentlemen in uh, Santa suits. And by suits, I mean banana hammocks. I love that. And they're holding on to the side of the straw, uh, I think grinding it. So we have sexive Festive Buddies straws waiting for us for the next time we are together in the same room. Love it. Do you remember when everyone wanted the metal straw? And then um, Then 50 people impaled themselves on it and it went through their (laughs) cheeks and they said maybe this was poor city planning. That's what I said the other day. I was like, do you realize someone was in the audience from Portland, uh, Oregon, and I was like, great, that's the city that legalized cocaine and um, de-legalized straws in the same month. (laughs) And if that's not bad city planning, I don't know what is. I mean, They're like, no I, straws, it hurts the turtles. We should get this cocaine into our faces. How are you going to do it? <laughs> what were you going like, to say? How are you supposed to clean it? You know, like, how do you clean a metal straw? Oh, it's disgusting. Can you imagine? Well, didn't Galen have one? And she had like a straw carrier. I was like, of all the things, I can't even keep my hands on my AirPods in my <laughs> bag. Like if you sure. put a, it's metal, it's a metal strip. It is a, a small skewer that you have that you are carrying with you. And she had a little carrying case for it. I wonder if she still does that. I doubt it. I think we all gave up on the whole straw. Like the straws have slowly started coming back to plastic. If you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, if we could just kind of reintroduce this, because you know, by the fifth iced coffee, when the thing dissolved in your mouth, it's like you're you're drinking the Dead Sea Scrolls. <laughs> We've slowly been getting plastic straws reintroduced to us. Do you realize uh-huh. that? Yeah, but I have noticed that, um, or people just won't give you them at all. Like at Starbucks, it's now a sippy cup. Yeah, you have to ask. I was like, I can't walk and sip, people. I'm not an animal. We live in a civilized society. I need a straw to keep the distance of the cup and the liquid away from my face because knowing me, I'll go to drink it and all the ice will fall down and then I'm wearing the iced coffee. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the time when the lid isn't on and then just goes all over your fucking Oh yeah, get shirt. ready. It's already happened. Fools, all of them. Um, the other thing, so putting putting all the gifts away from Christmas today, I got my Julesy a massage gun. Oh, you told me, yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you something. I would feel safer had I gotten him a machine gun. This thing <laughs> is so aggressive. <laughs> and of course, he wants to try it on me first because he wants to show me how I should use it on him. So he wants to show you how to pleasure him. Yeah, let I... me show you on, show me on the doll where I should touch you. <laughs> and Except the doll is your wife and she has a delicate pearl necklace spine that Mm. you are going to put some device on that we don't know how to like 
That's the crazy thing about massage guns were like the the gift of the season. And none of us have been trained in physical therapy. (laughs) We don't know what we're drilling into in our spot because you're not supposed to like massage a person's bones, their spine. And there's a device that you can put on like an attachment where it looks like, um, you know, like a goalpost. It's like a miniature goalpost. So you're supposed to go up and down a person's spine. In theory, it's supposed to land on either side of the spine so that you don't, oh, I don't know, paralyze someone by accident. (laughs) (laughs) So he goes to try it on me (laughs) and maintain, remember, I am 90% bone. So even when you're touching certain things you think might be muscle or whatever, that's a bone. It's, It's a bone. It's all bone, like cartilage, it's bone. And he put it on like 19. The highest you can go is 20. (laughs) And he's like, all right, so here's how I want you to use the massage gun on me, okay? And I'm laying face down on the carpet in the living room. And he goes to use this thing, and it's like, it was so aggressive. It was like the in in a vacation when they have the vibrating massage bed, but like and then it 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 pops a coil and you're just like and I'm like stop it stop it that's my spot and he kept going higher and higher. I was like I don't feel right. I go to stand up and I was like my right arm feels funny. It felt weird. And then, of course, then he's like, okay, I'll just do this on myself. And I was like, no, 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 no. If you did this to me, I get to do this to you. We're going to paralyze each other in this marriage. (laughs) (laughs) So he's found a way to use the massage gun on himself. It has all these different attachments. There's like a thigh attachment. There's something to just drill you. And and so he started, he tried something else. I was like, drill my A. Drill my ass, will you? And it's like a little knob, you know, like kind of your standard average, the like Kim Cattrall when she re- wrecks the massage gun episode mm-hmm. and goes to return it to sharper image knob. That'll burn your clit off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean? I love that there's a writer's room that somebody said, all right, here's the line. Here's how we're ending the scene. <laughs> um, and he goes to use it on me. Cause I have a lot of butt tension of like my, my hips, you know, like back of my, like lower, lower back. But he goes in, of course, at 20, like, like a, what do you, what do you call those things? When they're, Jackhammer. There you go. That's it. Outside your window. just And every time he get like a little too close to my hole. <laughs> it would suck in. I was like, get away, get away, get away. Abort, abort. It's going in. It's a black hole. <laughs> but it, it, whatever he did, the vibration of it or something, he's going, ah, 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 and I was like, oh, God, oh, God, we have to stop. I'm pooping my pants. <laughs> <laughs> it was the combination of the vibration, the location, and that I was lying face down on a white carpet. My brain was like, all men off. All ashore who are going to shore. Basically a perfect a perfect shitstorm. <laughs> so why are you drinking Pedialyte today? Oh, because I um, didn't drink enough on New Year's Eve, so I made up for it on New Year's Day. Oh. And now I'm paying for it today. I have made some poor life choices. Oh, do tell. Um... I'm also having a hard time breathing. I could have a collapsed lung. I don't. I don't exactly know. What? I don't mean to laugh, but I. The latter half of New Year's Eve is more of a blur. There's a picture of me passed out on the subway. How? What did you get so, roofied, or how much did you drink? How old do you I, think you are? I have no idea. So it kind of started out with we're going to go to the Dumbo House. Okay. For Brooklyn, those who were is, listening in Shanghai. Dumbo right. House is a place in Brooklyn that does what? It's like the Soho House. You know, it's like a club, you know, like you a membership kind of thing. Gotcha. And our friend belongs to it. So it's kind of like... Bougie. Kind of, yeah, a little bit. So, um, however, New Year's Eve apparently is different. So it's like anybody can go, which is oh. odd. 
right? Oh. So we go there and we're like, this is gonna be fun. And then all of a sudden we see that there's a line and we're like, well, obviously that's not for us because <laughs> she's 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 a member. And so we go right up. Yeah. Like, no, this is the line. And it looked like a line at great, like Six Flags. Absolutely like not. And I'm like, well, you're gonna get all these people upstairs in 45 minutes for the my balls to drop. Everyone was like, I'm like, what, you know what? Why don't we just go back to someone's apartment? We'll do something. Well, we already paid $135 a person <gasps> to come here. What? And I'm like, okay, what did okay. that include? Um, food. Okay. All right. Which I only saw a cookie, so I ate oh, it. And you, uh, you probably was a weed cookie for all you know. Who stout? knows? So the first thing that happens is I have to now shove into an elevator. Oh, with everyone, right? Patty, and, this is a horrible way to end the year. And two girls are really set off by the fact that we bumped into them. <gasps> now, keep in mind, it's a crowded area, and we're all being shoved into an elevator to go up. Okay. So someone has, you know, like, uh, excuse me. Oh, you're so like, suddenly okay. you're in sleep no more. Okay. Right, right. So we go, we're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Doors open. It's like a it's a shit show. Like everyone is young, entitled, and I don't know, for example. And you're I'm never going to get an Uber home at this point. No. I don't even, luckily I don't remember. So I don't know how I got home. <gasps> so um, I am like walking through the crowd and a little entitled um, millennial. homosexual okay. millennial comes at me and sort of, you know, like people, like, I, I don't know if this is, uncommon but when you're walking in a city of eight million people you kind of veered left or right mm -hmm. right yeah however this person wanted to do standoff oh chicken he was playing chicken with you so he i'm like walking and you know i'm veering to the right there's actually no more space for me to go at because there's a sofa there so he just walks up and steps right in front of me and like Whoa, whoa. You're going you're gonna to move. Keep in mind, he's the three nine. Like, oh, no. So it's like, like the pocket gay that, that was at Julius that said, excuse me, beaches. Excuse me, beaches. So I'm like, are, are, you, are you for real right now? <laughs> you know, it's kind of like when people, when you're going up the subway stairs. Oh, you yeah. get left or right, you know, everyone knows like the flow of traffic. Now all someone wants to like redesign how people walk. And I'm like. Marcus grabs me. He's like, uh-uh. <laughs> we're not doing We're not going to Julia Sugarbaker this one. We're not going to throw fisticuffs at this New Year's party. Right. So that was, so that's two. The third came, with, then we have to wait in line for drinks, which is <gasps> my favorite thing about New Year's Eve or New Year's Day is the underprepared bars. Like they don't know that this is like, the main event. It's right? always a surprise. Yeah. They're right. like, like oh, we didn't... ran out of glasses. Just put your hands out. I'll pour champagne in them. I didn't know people were going to show up. Every I, uh... time. Every time. So we, I, we get there and um, I'm like, can I get tequila? I'm kind of out of that. What? Like, didn't you just open the door like an hour? <laughs> didn't I pay you $135 to make sure there was tequila, even if it's low grade bar pour? And so they're like, we're like, so what do you have? Whiskey and Coke. We're like, no. Fuck. He literally said your safe words. Abort, abort. Whiskey and Coke. I'm like, okay. Well, do you have any options? That's it? So, yeah. So then we do that. And then we're like, it's all right. Not great. Everyone's still kind of like, what the fuck are we doing here? Then I'm like, I'm going to go get refills so i go in refills <laughs> more whiskey more coke <laughs> and um <laughs> now i don't know if anybody knows how bars work but most bars work it's like first come first serve you know there is no real order yeah and right who's standing in front of you yeah so uh these two girls who were similar to the two girls that we ran into in the elevator who didn't like to be touched mm -hmm. even though we're in the city of eight million people yeah in a crowded event um that's poorly staffed uh <laughs> they, she looks at me she's like are you trying to cut me and i'm like <gasps> i'm not also like i'm not even i'm not even i have social anxiety so this is really kind of doing a number on me anyway oh so God. i'm like really in my head and i'm like 
what what are you trying to is that what you're trying to do you're just trying to cut in front of me is that what you're trying to i'm like no i am just gonna apologize for being, being alive. alive i was just yeah trying to uh i'm sorry go ahead you should have worn uh, an i'm sorry for everything shirt <laughs> so she goes up to the bar and uh uh, I don't know what I don't know what she says, but she doesn't. They don't have what she needs, or she doesn't have any money. So the next person to be offered service is me again. Oh. Oh. So I'm like, fuck me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like uh, uh, do you have tequila now? Yes, great. I'll take three of them. Thank you very much. And like, I I've never signed and gotten drinks out of there faster in my life. Just so give me up, the bottle. So I go outside, I'm like, holy fuck. They're like, where have you been? I'm like, it's a long story, but I've just been accosted for the 50th time. I'm like, this isn't. So I give everyone their drinks and then all of a sudden one falls all over. Like they're like a tumbler of liquor. Oh. So wearing it. I'm like, awesome. This is wonderful. A pint then, glass? Like that's how my family drinks. Yes. Yeah. So then to wrap up my encounters with people, we're kind of like near the dance floor and whatever. And I slip. <laughs> like banana peel, like over the top. Like Goldie Hawn and uh, Overboard. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Okay, good. Uh, however, what I fall onto is a cocktail table that is filled with other people's drinks and food and no. a single girl on the other side of it. And I am wearing also white pants. Um, I was gonna joke I'm, that you are wearing white pants and you were legitimately wearing. I had changed from black jeans to white jeans because of the like, oh, this is festive. And <laughs> like now they're in the trash. Um, so Tell me that girl was one of those girls though, side note. It, a girl adjacent, so okay. she, also, she's by herself. It's like the longest couch I've ever seen, and she's by herself. And that it happens to be right where I am. So I fall and I spill everything on her. Oh. And now I'm sitting on all of it. And I'm like, oh, sweet Christ. <laughs> was this girl also covered in the liquids? Yes. And I was like, I am. So sorry. I <laughs> The girl with the whiskey and coke is going to be the next in that trilogy of books. That's like girl with the dragon tattoo. <laughs> it was and they're like, uh, "Are you okay?" I'm like, mm -hmm. "We should get out of here." So we moved to like a total different location. Oh, like out of the Soho house entirely? <laughs> no, because there's nowhere to go now because well, it's now too crowded. You've just disobeyed Oprah's first rule, which was never go to the second location. I know. What, did I it know. get worse after that? Pretty much. And then I just don't remember much after that. So. Did you just blackout um, drink? Yeah. Attaboy. Yeah. Oh, God. And, Thank you, social anxiety. Ah, just the uh, chef's kiss of reasons why Patty <laughs> would drink a whiskey and Coke. Even I when you said you were going to Dumbo, I'm not going to lie. I was like, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> She says, well, from the comfort of her own middle-aged couch. <laughs> we had people over on New Year's, and it was friends. It was like people we know. Not a big crowd. We're lame. But I'm not going to lie. Everybody shows up at 9 o'clock, and my first thought was, oh, God, we got three hours. We got three hours to go before the stupid thing drops. Just drop the stupid thing. We are man. We created time. Can't we just make it go faster? I, I have never... I am so over-holidayed. I'm oversaturated, And it happens every single year. And I always act like it's a surprise. But by the time you get to those final three hours before New Year's, no matter where you are, just done. We don't want to... I get it now. Why my parents are in bed at nine. I get it. <laughs> it's the last three hours <laughs> that will do you in at one point. And we know me. I'm a party person. I'm a social... Bitch, or whatever sure. you call okay. <laughs> There's my t-shirt, social bitch. And at one point, I fully left the room and played with the dogs. And I was like, I just want to be in here with you guys. I, I, 
so done talking to people. I'm so done engaging. I'm just so done. And then the worst part is, especially this year, then you have New Year's Day where people are like, we're having an open house. And I was like, good for you. They're like, come on over. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Do you think I'm going to I'm gonna bring somebody new into my mental sphere on the 1st of January? Go fuck yourself sideways. <laughs> I hate people. And that's how I'm starting off the new year. Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Stephen King. And I'm Parker Posey. And we're coming to you from the Maha'a Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Johnson's right. Oh, you can call me Ray. Or you can call me Jay. Or you can For call a great-tasting light beer, just say natural. But you doesn't have to call me Johnson. Two naturals, please. Please don't ask him his name. Name? You can call me Ray. Or you can call me... And you can call us awesome. Because that's what we are this week, all weeks, every damn week. We are bringing you the advice articles of Ann Landers and Dear Abby. We're dragging them out into the gross, disgusting rain of Times Square. We're making them stand there and urinate into their Gatorade bottles and then pass it to the left and share with your friends. Okay, we're reading their articles, damn it. That's what we do all the time. So follow us on your social medias. What are you waiting for, babies? Check out our website, dearpodofficial.com, where you can binge every last episode. But please, for the love of God, listen to us on Apple, where you can rate, review, and subscribe. We have new reviews coming in, and they're all stellar. So hit that five stars. Get us on up in the charts, ladies and gents, in this 2023. Don't make me wear these glitter glasses to tell you what to do. Then you can email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com, or slide into our DMs and send us an advice question if you would like it answered by one of the two. Two of us are two of the both of us on the air. We're unqualified to do so. We've been so for, um, it'll be, what, three years in March, May? When did we debut? We're coming up on, I think, our three-year anniversary. But I keep thinking it's one year. We're so timeless. <laughs> it's like no time has passed and all of the time has passed because what is time? I'm getting very existential in this new year. And finally, and most importantly, our Patreon page, patreon.com slash dearpodofficial, where for a mere three or five dollars a month, you can become a subscriber and get extra special tidbits in your inbox every week, like our specialty cocktail hand delivered right to you. Well, by Julesy, he's going to, I got him a little gift of Adobe, uh, the Adobe what is it, pro or something like that? I don't know. He's going to start futzing with it and making some magical videos to send to you guys, and maybe he'll be topless. Who knows? I don't want to promise too much in this new year because we've already put more pressure on this thing than we ever should. That is the thing about the new year. Too much pressure. Gives me anxiety. <laughs> also, uh, it, you know, if you really want to dive into this new year with something exciting to look forward to, we will be coming to you with a new live show. Uh, we'll we'll get some details settled for you, and we'll give you some more information on that as it comes clearer to us, is what I'm saying. <laughs> but basically, we haven't done a live show since Patty got accosted in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and I think, frankly, it's time to do one in New York City. We're all out again. Uh, we've decided collectively that there is no pandemic, so we're in. <laughs> we're in, and we're ready to be back out, and we want you to come and cough on us. Because it's time. We have to start building our immunities back up. And there's no better way to do that than with us in a live show. Let's clear the slate, shall we? It's a new year, new us, new new boobs, whatever. (laughs) I want to take all this pressure off this new year. I get so anxious. I I should just stop right there. I just get so anxious. But I get good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you. I am a nervous person, but I have been extra tense this time of year. I, I, I just hate it. I hate the pressure. So we've taken the pressure off of today by assigning ourselves the topic of grab bag. That's right. Let's just start everything clean. Let's just grab a couple of funny articles having to do with nothing. In case you're tuning in for the first time, we always pick a different theme for every week. And we've been going hard. We've been having some really good themes lately, if I do say so myself. And we're usually kind of somehow sync up. We're kind we of, do. It's weird how they, you know, it's like periods. Oh, it's, my God. You know Have I mean? you gotten yours yet? No, I'm still waiting. Oh, sorry, girl. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> Hope you're not preggers. <laughs> if you got your period, uh, I would die. Well, me maybe too. you would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'd be very concerned. But it's time yeah. you become a woman. 
So, yes, this week we have a couple of grab bag articles for you. Patty, would you like to dive right in? Yes. Do it. This is from the Cincinnati Inquirer, Cincinnati, Ohio, June 2nd, 1958. Dear Abby, I'm not the kind of person who makes a habit of sticking my nose in my neighbor's business, but I hate to see anybody taken advantage of. This poor elderly lady was sold a bill of goods and is seriously considering investing her life savings in a deal. Her financial advisor tells her that her dead son is guiding the whole deal by communication with her through the Ouija board. If you believe that you if you believe that you can communicate with the dead by means of a game bought in a toy department, please ignore this letter. Otherwise, please help this poor soul and state your opinion. Signed, concerned. (gasps) Go ahead, answer it. I'm very excited by the Ouija board theme. Dear concerned, the Ouija board is spelling out F R A U D. (laughs) Tell your neighbor that the place to get small sound financial advice is from her banker. The Ouija board operator should be investigated. Look, I <laughs> wait. First of all, New Year's same me. When you went to go spell it out, I really thought you were going to say the the Ouija board is spelling out F A R T. I'm such a fifth grader. And there we have it. Okay, go I, ahead. I don't understand how people are so stupid. Like, oh well, I. Wait a minute. I'm putting a pause on you there because you judge, however, comma, have you or have you not been to a handful of psychics? Yes, but I would not take financial (laughs) advice from, I know that it's more entertainment than it is like, you should leave your husband. You should kill your parents. You should get a nose job. I'm not going- $350 on a psychic and you're saying you wouldn't take financial advice from that person. (laughs) Absolutely not. Not from a board. No, that came from Milton Bradley. That's entirely different. (laughs) Of course we all know. You and I are cut from the same cloth where we judge these things and we do these things in the same breath. (laughs) Yes. That is ridiculous. How much is it? (laughs) I don't believe this at all. I'll take six, please. Can this tell me when I'm going to get married? We used to play the Ouija board. (laughs) This is absurd. Check okay? Check okay? (laughs) I am not getting financial advice. Oh, $500? Oh, here you go. Two things. Did you see the Miss Cleo documentary on Netflix? Call me now, no. Oh my God. Talk about like psychic hotline fraud. It's it's pretty fantastic. I think it's like two, three episodes. And it, it talks about the history of Miss Cleo. Rest in peace. Didn't know she died. She died? She oh sorry, spoiler alert, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to ruin the end of this documentary. But it, it they talk about the like how psychic uh, hotlines were such the thing in the eighties. Do you remember that? Yeah, they really uh, were. With uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Dionne Warwick's psychic friends. Oh yes, the psychic friends network. Totally, they had I endorsements, mean, and it was free for the first minute, five ninety nine for every following minute. Yeah, and then a hundred dollars every minute after. Absolutely, <laughs> and it just keeps ratcheting up by the thirty-second mark. You're like, what the fuck? If you see some of the people they interview in this, it's so fantastic because you get to see some of the people who are like, I don't know, I was working as a janitor, and then somebody said, "Here's this phone," and then I just talked to the guy, and then they said, "You're hired," and I was like, "But I'm not a psychic," and they were like, "You are now, Jason." <laughs> It's to see like what who the psychics were that they picked to talk to. They how they told them how to like string them along, keep them on the phone, and it ultimately is very tragic because it's like you're calling there for an answer, and and you're getting you know Chach Marie from <laughs> Sheboygan because they were all over the country. I mean, oh my god, it was such a thing, and then the feds investigated. Oh, watch the Miss Cleo documentary. I will. I will. I Did mean, you- what? Are you a Ouija board person, though? Did you, did you grow up Ouijaing? No. Really? No. In I a house with 500 time. kids? Let me just preface this. The, the, the amount of interaction with me and toys was next to nothing. <laughs> what did you have when you were a kid? 
I mean, I had things, but it was mainly for me to do by myself. It wasn't oh. like, let's, 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 you know, have some game board time with Patty. No, that just didn't happen. So it was like that paddle with a rubber ball attached to it. Yeah. They gave you one or, every year. Like, you know, GI Joe's, that's a solitary thing. Uh-huh. Cars, solitary thing. Um, He-Man all by myself. Like there was no like must play with three players. <laughs> Wait, you could have Ouija'd alone. We don't know. What? What? Could you imagine a solo Ouija? That would have been maybe even sadder. Am I going to be alone for the rest of my life? Yes. And I'm controlling. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm controlling. (laughs) I guess all the answers really are inside of me. (laughs) Sad little Patty. When I used to Ouija all the time, and I would play it with Michelle Baroni from across the street. And the questions for, for that we would ask it were always the same. We were obsessed with when we were going to get married. Oof. And the Ouija How said, times have changed. Oh, my God. When am I going to get divorced? <laughs> <laughs> Dear Ouija. When can uh, I be single again? Jesus. When's somebody going to sit on my face? The outlook <laughs> is not good. Oh, wait, that's the eight, eight ball. But yeah, we would always we we uh, the Ouija told me I would get married when I was twenty six and have two kids. That board is broken. Send that it board back is to not me. for you. That, that is a haunted board. <laughs> and it burned underneath my hands, <laughs> like in what every Vera Farmiga movie. <laughs> <laughs> like everything just came out of dry ice. What the fuck <laughs> happens in here? <laughs> Why is it smoking? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm playing Ouija. <laughs> Am I going to be alone for the rest of my life? I'm still laughing at that. Oh, that was a good article. I have one for you as well. Would you like it? Got it. Okay, I got this one because I feel like it's going to light us both on fire. This one comes from the Macon Telegraph, Macon, Georgia, January 12th, 1988. Dear Ann Landers, last night I took my family out to dinner. It was a fairly nice restaurant, white tablecloths and cloth napkins. Seated at a nearby table was a man wearing a T-shirt with the S-word in foot-high letters across his chest. He was accompanied by a woman, probably his wife or girlfriend. He read a comic book between courses. Then I began to notice other diners. There was a man in jogging shorts and a tank top seated at a table with a woman and two children. While waiting for dessert, they picked their teeth and let the toothpicks dangle from their mouths. I saw several senior citizen types wearing hats. They were females who didn't seem to mind. What, Ed Landers, has happened to manners and respect for others? Signed, Disgusted in Tampa. Dear Tampa, I am not prepared to say that manners have gone the way of the whooping crane and the bald eagle. They are still out there, but harder to find. Why? Because we have become, unhappily, a casual, unstructured society. While it's okay to let it all hang out, I believe that entirely too much has been hanging out in recent years. People are inclined to be more self-indulgent and less concerned with propriety and consideration for others. Chivalry may not be dead, but it's in very poor health. Ayan! You know, I would... (laughs) This is funny that this came up because I've been... For some reason, in my algorithm on um, uh, the Instagram... There's like a series of old Hollywood stars uh-huh. that are like the, the the stars of today. They don't care. They don't care what they look like. They don't. They just walk out looking like crap. Wait, <laughs> like, are these actual know, like, old Hollywood stars that are saying this to the screen? Yes, that they look like to, crap. <laughs> yeah. They're like, they don't give a sh- they don't give a shit about glamour or gowns. They just go out with their hair looking all greasy. <laughs> and a half tank top, a crop top, and low-rise jeans. <laughs> Trash. You disgust me. How apropos that I gave you this article after everything you said happened to you on New Year's. Uh, yes. The entitlement and just, it like it's like everyone has lost their fucking mind and manners. It's like, it's okay to be, it's okay to say I'm sorry, which I think everyone should you know, swallow that pill every now and again. Be like, huh, okay. If you're in the wrong, which I never am, but still, 
Right. So it'll be really difficult for you. <laughs> exactly. Because I'm perfect the way I, my mom says I'm cool. I also thought, oh, my God, of all the things, the restaurants. Have you ever – I have a disgusting restaurant. Well, just a, a disgusting moment, which, surprise, surprise to nobody, was, of course, in Manhattan. Disgusting things you've seen at restaurants. Well, I mean, especially you working in there. But I was at Ariba, Ariba, once, once upon a time, outdoors, have it. I think it was before they moved. No, no, no. It was, it was the other one, the other, like – there's another Mexican restaurant a few. El Centro. There it is. There it is. And uh, outdoors summer. This was pre-COVID, pre those fishing huts that everybody's <laughs> eating in. And um, we're eating outside. Beautiful day in Manhattan. You know, bacon on the sidewalk like you do. <laughs> but we, we like to pretend that we're actually treating ourselves. And it was so hot and it was summer. And... Like five of us were just sitting outside. Oh, we're having margaritas, enjoying ourselves. For some reason, out of nowhere, a guy pulls up in a car and parks it, you know, on the street like you do. He's mm-hmm. like right next to where the outdoor dining is for El Centro. Mm-hmm. And he opens up his car door. <laughs> and for no reason, at all, like, why this? Why now? <laughs> he started to clip his digit nails. I can't say that word. His toenails? Thank you. I can't even. Okay, you said it. We've said it. That's what he starts to do. He's got to be two feet away from us. Decided to sit there and just clip away. Now, we all know that the nail clipping thing is is the most bizarre. Why this happens all the time in, in trains, planes, automobiles is beyond me. I have no idea. And he just started clipping. And my friend Eric was like, hey, hey. And he looks at us like we're the assholes. (laughs) And he's like, you have to do that here now. And this guy looked at him and literally was like. (laughs) Like we have just put him out. And he, he closes the door and then he rolls the car back three feet. And then he just continues to, to pedicure himself. But now he's not, like, right by us. He's diagonally behind us. And then we hear clipping. I was like, Jesus H. Christ, why? I want to know what was happening in his car. And he looked like a semi-normal guy. He's driving a nicer car. At what point is he like, oh, I got to do this right now. My feet look like I could land on a tree branch. We have to stop. And I have to clip right by the good people having margaritas and quesadillas. I I know for a fact that if I were at that table, I would have that rogue clipping that will have landed on my plate. Please stop. Please stop. <laughs> and then I would just be on the pavement. Dead. And you will be eating nachos and it'll be ten times worse. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Oh, it's disgusting. And somebody actually was saying the other day they were on a plane. Now, we see the clipping stuff happening on trains all the time. But on a plane, on a flight for six hours. The thing is, you can hear it. You walk in. It's kind of like, like, uh, uh, like the empty train car where you're like, no. I know something's bad. Where is it? Show yourself. (laughs) Demon, show yourself. (laughs) And it's like when you sit down, then all of a sudden you hear this, and it's someone clipping, and I'm just immediately like, where is it? Because it's it's one of of these is going to like randomly- you on the side of the cheek. (laughs) Yeah, or land in my hair, and I'm not going to find it until later when I'm doing something that is probably somewhat important, and then someone else's nail clippings fall from my hair oh god it's just and it's unmistakable the sound is unmistakable yeah you know exactly what they're doing this was i think also the same person who tweeted uh there was a different person same flight or something he tweeted that he and his girlfriend got two tickets for, for on this flight but they couldn't get seats together, so they got a wind on an aisle. So score, right? And then there was a guy sitting in the middle seat, 
Mm-hmm. And then when he got there, they asked if he wanted the window or the aisle so that the two of them could sit together, and he refused. He doubled down on the middle seat. That's bold. That is bold, but it because is then, a statement. Yeah, because then you have to sit there with that person the entire time yep. while you're stewing and like, I'm going to kick this window open so you get sucked out. In between a couple. So that's now they're going to talk over over you mm-hmm. purposefully. However, That's when co- I would start clipping my nails. <laughs> well, I know what I'm doing for the rest of the flight. <laughs> We're going from Newark to L.A. Get comfortable. I brought nail files. I brought, you know, petty sponges. I brought the, the pet egg. I'm ready. <laughs> I had uh, I had Cheetos before I got here, so you're going to get some uh, yeah. ye- yellow rogue. Shavings. Yeah. Good you luck. Know? Which Asshole. also, can we just at this moment acknowledge why couples have to sit together on flights? Why are you moving bodies around? If you could not get two seats together, deal with wherever you are. Talk to each other when you're on the other side. Yeah, it's you all going to be okay. Yeah, you're going to be okay. For two hours on this puddle jumper to D.C., do you have to? Do you have to? Do you have to let it linger? Do you have to let I, it I linger? Don't, I, I don't mind. Like, I, I'm sure it'll all work out. Yeah, I'm sure I'll see you on the other side of the country. Or I won't. Or whatevs. I'll have to get to the Ouija board. Well, let's ask the Ouija board if you've got another article in you. Hit me. Answer is yes. (laughs) I keep saying outlook (laughs) not so good. (laughs) This is from Abilene Reporter News, Abilene, Texas, November 26, 1978. Dear Abby, my husband thinks I'm jealous and I think I have a right to be. Here's the situation. Ralph is 58 and works for a large company. There is a woman in his department he keeps talking about. She's 50, married, vulgar, and loudmouth. Aaron. Ralph ah! tells me that she has a crush on him, but he claims he treats her like he like she's one of the guys. They talk about sex, how many times a week, and a lot of other garbage. When Ralph was home sick for a week, this hussy phoned him every day to see how he was. He laughed and hung on the, on the phone like a teenager while she told him the latest dirtiest joke that they were going that was going around the office. It was disgusting. She nicknamed him Mr. Wonderful, and now he has such a swelled head, he's unbearable. I have high blood pressure, and when she isn't helping it, and she isn't helping it any, what should I do, if anything? Signed, Jealous. Mr. Wonderful. It's not in what you say, it's how you say it, so who knows? (laughs) Dear Jealous, tell Ralph that you aren't interested in listening to all that garbage, and if he insists on telling you anyway, walk away and let him talk to himself. You may raise your blood pressure a few points, but at least you'll keep yours down. Abby. Thoughts? Oh, I I was, I was literally watching you like he inhaled. So I'm going to (laughs) wait. People who stroke people's egos. I, I mean, are, is Jim threatened when you're talking to other men? (laughs) Julesy. Yeah, exactly. His snoring is all the answer you need. Uh, You can talk to whoever you want as long as I don't have to talk to you anymore. Uh Huh? I'll be over here with the massage gun. (laughs) That'll burn your clit off. No. (laughs) Which reminds me, we got to get that Pro 2 clitoral sucking vibrator. 2023. Let's manifest that. Manifesting hard, literally. (laughs) (laughs) No, he is not threatened by males. He should be because I am a sweet piece of A. I know everyone says it online. Or it's in the bathroom <laughs> well, stalls. I mean, at least it's written on the stalls. Yeah. Right. Along with my number, which is Miss <laughs> Cleo's number. Uh, I used to get like that, though, uh, with one specific chick and Julesy. Oh. Because I can go. smell it. Women can smell another woman's agenda. <laughs> is that what they're calling it now? <laughs> I thought you were going to say ejaculate and I don't I don't know maybe I'm really tired. I thought you were going to spell fart so we're even Yeah and here we are. And here we are 2023. Just, Nothing. Just two adults just doing just a podcast. Talking about farts and ejaculate. Yeah. Just doing a doing podcast. A, just doing a podcast that no one's listening to. That is a lie. My mother loves the three us. Of us. <laughs> They're out there and they're reviewing and rating and subscribing. Thank you. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, there was one chick. I mean, I, I'm very attuned to this, and I think very girls are witchy. We really have that sense of like, I know what you're about. I see you. I see, I know what you're, what you're getting in at. And look, my Julesy is a funny little guy. You know, I love you, honey, but, you know, he's no George Clooney. Wow. He's more George Burns. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there was one chick where I was like, hmm, hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't like how you you react. I don't like what the interaction is there. Women know women too well. Women are awful. Ugh. Well, you're right. Yeah. And that makes me a modern feminist. <laughs> 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 All right, I have one final article for you for this, the very first episode of our New Year's. And this one comes from your favorite place, Lancaster, New Era, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, March 23rd, 1973. Dear Anne, I've read your booklets on dating, and nowhere does it tell how to kiss a girl. I am especially interested in the first kiss because I have not had it yet, but I'm expecting to try May 1st. (laughs) In case you haven't guessed, I am a guy, and I do not wish my face to get slapped. For starters, should I kiss the girl on the cheek or would that be chicken? If I aim for her lips, how can I be sure I'll hit dead center and not get her chin or nose? What should I do with my eyes? Open or shut? I practiced with a volleyball, kept my eyes open, and got cross-eyed. If I close my eyes, how can I see what's going on? I realize this sounds dopey, but really, Miss Anne, I need some answers. Signed, S-P-G-F-D. Mo. Dear Mo, a lot depends on the chick. If she is eager and puckers up, that means no cheek. Nature's radar will lead you to her lips. If, however, you get slightly off target, you can quickly alter your course. About your eyes, closed or open, keep them closed. Nothing you see can possibly be as interesting as what you are doing. Ayan. How old is this person? Uh, Well, I don't know, but he's definitely thinking about having his first kiss on May 1st. Does this chick know that that's going to happen to her face? (laughs) Yeah. If you ever kiss somebody and you happen to open your eyes for a nanosecond and saw them staring back at you, what would you do? I think I've had that. And I was like, what's happening? Ew! That's why are you looking at me? Why are you? That's not supposed to happen. I'm not. You're not supposed to be looking at me like that. Unless you're like about to murder me. Then I would understand. (laughs) Which could happen. It's like, oh, fuck. That would be, you know, that, that would be my. When I die, that's what I, it'll be like. Fuck. <laughs> Those are your last words. <laughs> what were his last words? Fuck. I knew it. Yeah. There you go. It. There and you then go. I him. And then he got stabbed. <laughs> you remember your first kiss and your worst kiss. Am I correct? Do you remember your worst kiss? Mm. Yes. Oh, Julesy even answered for you. He said yes. Wait, first of all, before we go on, was I your worst kiss? Oh, congratulations to me. You remember your worst kiss, Patty. Set the scene. Go. Uh, I believe it was a date. It was one of those things where I'm like, mm, maybe not. And then they they go to kiss you, and it's as if, like, you know when you have... <laughs> I'm very um, nervous like a hard candy like a like a jolly rancher i was gonna say where there's original but that's then, okay where you're just kind of like you know you're like um you're like rolling around in your mouth and you're kind of like you know oh, kind of yeah. like like breathe it in and out yeah oh, that's yeah. the type of tongue action that this person was i was like what it, it, it was like a salamander like why are you it was a jules's massage gun <laughs> in your mouth <laughs> It's like um, to someone just poking at you with their tongue, and you're like, "This is a lot." And then it go, and then when it does like the the car wash, where like the tongue leaves the mouth, and now is like washing your windshield, your <laughs> windshield, and you're like, "This is damp." So, I'm not supposed to. I'm not supposed to require a napkin. We haven't gotten to that portion yet. Yes, you've licked off all of my makeup from the nose down. Correct. That is to, like it's either. The Geico tongue, the little gecko Correct. tongue, or that sandworm. 
Yes. There's no happy medium. How do people not know they're doing that? Uh, Because it's really embarrassing to say, you know, um, you suck. That's terrible. Yeah, that's bad. Go off and get better at this. Um, Yes. Yeah, there was this one kid where uh, it he was a wide mouth bass. I don't know why his mouth was so extra wide. And then, then I left that experience like, oh, that's disgusting. And now I'm married to him. Oh. And now we know. We've told all the stories. And there's nothing to tell. <laughs> and that man was James Jules Ferris. Thank you. And <laughs> silence. That's the best thing about Zoom. I'm like, is he frozen? Oh, I love that oh, game. No. All right. We have done articles for you on this, the Beyond New Year's episode. Would we like to do some Instagram mail? Would that? I think so. I really like this question this week. So I think we should do it. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, I'll start the song, and then I'll pass it over to you, and then you pass it back to me, and then we'll do like a round robin thing. Ready? It's time for... Instagram mail, Instagram mail. Everybody's reading Instagram mail. I'm not reading. I can't read. I'm over on Zoom, and I'm waiting for you to be done with yours. Bullshit, 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 my line. Bullshit, my line. That's me whenever I'm in a play with somebody else. Bullshit, bullshit, my line. Bullshit, my line. Uh-huh. All right, hit me with your Instagram mail question and answer, will you? Sure. Dear Pod, I have crazy anxiety around the first of the year. The pressure to change something, anything about myself feels overwhelming even though I'm pretty happy with myself. But I feel like if I don't diet or work out or vow to do something different, I'm cursing myself for the year. Does this happen to everyone or just me? Any advice on how to combat this? Or should I be doing the whole new year, new me thing? Signed, stressed already and 2023 has only just started. Mm-hmm. Dear stressed, more than 70% of all new year's resolutions are broken within the first week of the new year. Most workout resolutions fizzle quicker than Fergie's music career. Check the gym this week and compare it to how empty it is at the end of the month. Then you'll see. Resolutions are are just our conditioning of the stupid holiday. We are pressured to live it up, party like it's 1999, get that New Year's kiss and have a killer time. The reality of the situation is quite different for most people. Crammed parties with lines at the bars, vomit everywhere, crappy music, can't find your friends, and that oh-so-wonderful time trying to hail a cab along with seven million other people. Then throw on the resolution aspect, and it just isn't fun. So you know what? I resolve to, to give good riddance to resolutions. Simple. Isn't life hard enough? You're hungover, dear. Get back in your bed with the Pedialyte. Turn on some sounds of waterfalls and stop stressing about resolutions. They are just as frivolous as a grown man still believing Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy exist. Resolve to absolve in the new year. Ooh, very good answer. I mean, or a man in white pants slipping on a dance floor and falling onto a table full of whiskey and Cokes to drop on a girl who's 27 and you shouldn't be at this party to begin with. Because she's probably an Instagrammer, and now I'm part of an Instagram fail, and I'm probably not supposed to leave my house. You are on somebody's story being shamed. You're being party shamed right now. You know that's happening. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. 100%. And for the record, when you said, I, I, I lost about half of your answer over there because my brain was spinning out when you said Fergie's music career, I thought you meant Sarah Ferguson. Ah, uh, see? And I'm sitting here going, one of the royals had a music career. And, and then in my head, I was like, what did she do? And then I was like, oh, uh, uh, the other Fergie. <laughs> it took me way too long to land the mental plane on that one. <laughs> yeah. Also in my feed is Fergie's original group that she was with. That, that Black Eyed three, Peas? The three girl group that she was in. Not Black Which Eyed. I didn't know that she was. I think it's called like Black Orchid or Wild Orchid or something like that. Oh. And it's like... What the fuck? Wow. All the clips are so like, what? Your is things going you on might here? like fascinates me. Yeah. All right. I have an answer for you. Would you like to hear it? Yes. Dear Stressed, 
I don't know what you're talking about. You mean get stressed by that one time a year we're collectively forced to take stock of everything we did and didn't accomplish last year, measure our personal success barometer at the highest heat as we put pressure on a year that hasn't even happened yet to be our best year ever as we vow to look our best, act our best, make all the money, lose all the weight, climb all the ladders, get all the fame. Well, we have to do the best New Year's Eve ever because this one moment, this one night, the second the clock strikes 12 sets the tone for the rest of the year, that hasn't even happened yet, but has no choice to bring us all of our heart's desires? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Unless you're a fetus, everyone has New Year's anxiety. It's a mounting pressure that begins at Thanksgiving and slowly ramps up over the course of the month. It doesn't help that we all fall into the barren wasteland that is the week between Christmas and New Year's, where the tension seems to triple. I don't understand. Humans have literally created time. If we can vote out daylight savings and women's rights, why not throw this week on the pile? Rest assured you're not alone. Also rest assured that the resolutions most people set will be gone and forgotten by January 12th. Ironic that we all make vows to be better people than begin the year by dropping a ball. (laughs) If that ain't poetic, I don't know what is. I say, if you're happy with yourself, then good for you. You represent .0005 of the nation. Keep doing what you're doing. Who cares what other folks are changing about themselves? Like I say to my jewels on horseplay night, put on these blinders, move forward, and don't look me in the eye. Good luck, you unchanging son of a bitch. And happy better be the best year ever! Ever! It's what also is fascinating is that every, all these people who have waited all day to stand in the rain with a thousand, two gazillion other strangers is that they're waiting for this ball that is nowhere near them right yeah i mean it's on the top of a fucking building yeah so it's not like you can tangibly touch it touch it right nor does it explode like uh like a pinata like like a pinata where you finally you've got like a burger exploding from this fucking ball oh my god toilets just rain down <laughs> on everybody finally like toilet paper falls like the, an adult pinata right <laughs> Why, like, so it doesn't really, I don't know what we're looking at. We're looking at a screen of a ball that is nowhere near these people. <laughs> no. And, and that you finally have to crane your little, your fat head back and look up at that stupid thing. It is, it's, it's, it, it mystifies me. And yet this year, I mean, you know, during the pandemic, it was even more tragic because then we had those planet, um, planet fitness inflatable guys, which the, inflatable arm flailing tube men which made Mm -hmm. it even creepier they're like we're not allowing people but we've got these inflatable guys that we took from in front of car dealerships across the country and shipped them here to make it look like it's festive (laughs) that was creepy but if you watched any of the we didn't watch much of the footage i don't want to see anderson cooper and andy cohen pretend to be interesting people i'm done they're not that interesting they're not and i don't and now i'm I don't know what age I became where now I watch screens and I was like, who is that? (laughs) Who's Kiara? Who are these people who are singing? Get me my donut to sit on. (laughs) I feel old, but I I just don't care about them. They're also like those two think that they're so incredibly relevant because the one has created the show. Great. It's great that you created the housewives and all that shit. You are not one of them. We're not watching it because you're super talented. You created this horrible genre where everyone just yells at one another. So now we're all kind of addicted to it. But you're not funny. You're not you're funny. An inst- you're an instigator. And you, you know, you were part of getting rid of Kathy Griffin. And the best part of Anderson Cooper was Kathy was Griffin. Was Kathy Griffin. Exactly. And, and now then these you shit two all guys over, get and then hammered you, and think that yeah. they're funny and smart. And I'm just like, ugh. You know, I'm surprised that those two haven't had a bigger backlash like Justin Timberlake did, you know, because of the way that they I understand what she what what she did was wrong. I don't really see that no. aspect of it. Yeah. Um, but for two uh, high powered men mm-hmm. to kind of drop Kathy Griffin like that, I think is really says a lot about your character. Like there's a way to be like, wow, Kathy, that was wrong. Like you shouldn't have done that. But, but no, he cleared out like, like just, a fart in church. They got yeah, the fuck out the, of Dodge. The both of them. They're two fucking weak men, if you ask me. Because yeah. it's which is strange because it seems like he had a really strong mother. 
and Bradley Sanderson Cooper. It just seems like you know that you know what Kathy's shtick is. You know she's fucking hilarious, and you know most people are tuning in. I mean, she has like these sold out shows everywhere. Yeah, and he sent her down the river real fast. Right. And it wasn't like a Bill Cosby thing, because clearly that was a huge. This is something that was like the most hated president. And you just fucking clear it out. Hot potato, hot potato. Absolutely. Strong opinions about that. I I agree. And I don't think it really emphasizes how much she was an integral part of that. You know, how she balanced the scales with him, because it was funnier when he was just a straight man to her. her Yeah. Not unlike our very fine podcast. Correct. I think we have a very good dynamic, and you should follow us online, dear Paul Official. <laughs> Everything, please make this new year the best year ever. <laughs> I got it. And here's the thing I am not resolving to not drink, I'm not a fool. Sure. Especially, you don't start anything those days after. This is the world's most miserable month. Everybody hates January. They hate January. They hate January Jones. That's true. You know, anything (laughs) named January, not enjoyable. So drink if you got them, baby. Which means that it's time for... January Jones. January Jones. She does some things with cocktails, but so do we. She was in Mad Men, what she been in lately. Didn't she try to be in a Marvel movie, but it didn't go well because then they realized she's not really an actress. But she was kind of perfect in the part because she was supposed to be a Babbitt housewife. <laughs> Have I said too much? Break back, Kathy! Break back, Kathy! All right, we have a specialty cocktail for you to kick off this new year right, damn it. So get your glitter glasses out, stick them in your eye, send all the alarms out. This week's specialty cocktail is the blank canvas. An empty cocktail shaker. James Jules Ferris's blank page or canvas. The challenge? Bring flavor to the podcast. Ooh, for this you will need one and a half ounces of gin, one half ounce of curacao, three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice, one quarter of an ounce of demerara syrup, and one large egg white. For this, you will want to add all ingredients into a cocktail shaker, then dry shake for just 10 seconds. Add ice and shake vigorously for 30 seconds. Then strain into a coupe glass. No garnish. We're going in clean, baby. Here is tasting notes. Welcome to 2023, everybody. As always, we start a new year off fresh as a daisy, with all the best intentions in mind. Our heads are clear, our paths are straight, and nothing can get in our way from achieving all our dreams in the new year. Then we look at the thermometer outside and see that it's 60 degrees in New York City in January, and we are all already screwed. Well, that won't stop us from clearing our palate and offering up the first cocktail of the new year that will reinstate your belief in home mixology. Also known as the Tradewind Cocktail, this drink was invented at the Tradewind's restaurant of Watermill, Long Island in 1959. This is a variation on a gin sour. It's a bit lighter and isn't that what we all need right now or after a holiday season of rich food and poor decisions? This is a drink that has a pretty white hue and foamy top to Ooh, foamy top. That's also your nickname, Patty. A great reminder of how we can start the new year off clean, dignified, and ready to take on the colors of the 12 months ahead. Chin chin, everyone. Here's hoping that no one screws up this year for us. And that is this week's blank canvas right here. Let me take a little sipperoo. Oh, foamy <laughs> top, Patty. Mmm. Patty, Patty O'Brien, a.k.a. Foamy Top. Ooh, this this top is so foamy. You may know me from Foamy Top 2 and 3. Oh, I loved Foamy Top (laughs) 1. I thought nothing could beat it. But it's like Alien and Aliens, just a really solid follow-up movie. This is good. Have you watched the, the Ron Jeremy? No, I have not. I've heard about this. That's on my list of things to do. Ron Jeremy. Ooh. Oh, God, it's going to my jawline again. It's very taut. It's taut and it's foamy. You know what? I, thought you, were talking about, I thought you were talking about Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy's going right to the back of my jaw again. <laughs> <laughs> he shoots me right in the back of the throat every time. Oh, 
Well, yeah, he's a pro same. like that. You know, it's like axe throwing. You got to have goals. Mm. You got to have aim. Just like Ron Jeremy. 2023. I like this. It is light. It's foamy. It's very brunchy. Uh, you have to be back here so that you can try start the specialty cocktails again. Also because Julesy got as a gift from a friend, a smoker. Like a, a man that just walks into your house. And, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing in here? Put that out. Who paid you to be here? Damn it, Ben. <laughs> this is a really specific Christmas gift. I don't even know how you get one of those. They don't have them on Amazon. Someone last night uh, or the night before uh, must have gone onto the roof of our building. Uh oh. And uh, like all everyone that's new to the building always like, there's the roof, and it's like yes, but no. But, and then but they, it's not they, to code, you know. Right. And it's like don't leave your shit up here. Yeah. Because then it's like the you know, like a whirling dervish of trash that then gets thrown onto unsuspecting birds. So. There is when you get up, you get up to the roof. The elevator opens into like a little like shack, like a little crab shack, <laughs> like those stupid fishing huts on the streets of Manhattan. Right. Yeah. And inside that is usually like a few things that the building uses. You know, like maybe maybe it's like a thing of tar if there's a leak. Yeah, yeah. Or you know any other whatever gear. We got home and I'm like, like literally like Scooby doing in the hallway, like. Like oh, overboard again, like like but all the way down, because someone has gone up on the roof and they spilled grease <gasps> all in the elevator. So anyone that now uses the elevator is pushing it out <laughs> in the other floors. Are you kidding? Like so turkey did grease? A, I don't know what it is, but they left that. They must have gone. Uh, they must live on our floor because you get out of the elevator, you skate <laughs> to my door. <laughs> And then there are huge, like there's four giant piles of dried something. And I, of course, Uh-oh. am thinking, I must have done this. I don't remember coming home. Oh, my I, God. Did I, did I shit in the hallway? Did I do this? Well, is that my shit? And Mark is like, this is it. You didn't do it. I'm like, oh, thank Christ. <laughs> Fuck this building. 2023 <laughs> is my year. Oh, let's bring that tar downstairs. <laughs> But now they don't know how, what to do. So there's just some white powder that's all down the hallway. Cocaine, guess, free I, cocaine. <laughs> so it's kind of amazing. It's a really, a, it's a really wonderful year so far. Wow. 2023, the year that yeah. you leave that building. Don't you think? Yeah. yeah. Well, I cheers to you. I'm putting it out there. I'm manifesting on your behalf. This episode of Deer Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.